This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. everyone and welcome back to this week's podcast for your author success through the author you your guide to book publishing podcast as you listen you will get a variety of ahas insights tips and how to's for your author for your publishing and for your book marketing success now i always have i know i should not use the word always i often have a guest which we do today um, that will enhance and be the dominant voice to go forward with the expertise of our topic, which, by the way, is websites today. But as always, I love to lead with a quote to kind of set the stage um, from my books, Snappy, Sassy, Salty, Success for Authors and Writers, which has got over 400 of some of my crazy quotations. And today is... If I'm going to be a successful author, it's up to me, starting now. Part of that starting now, part of that setting the stage is our topic today. With us is Michelle Renee. She's been working in the field of web design for over 20 years. She built her own company using tried and true methods that focus on the right things for the right time. Her mission is to share whatever the information is that's the right thing for the right time with other small businesses, which is we authors. So they not only survive, but they survive. So with that said, we're going to talk about time and money. We're going to talk about cost, when it's time to do makeovers, when you should maybe just walk away from what you have and start from scratch. And that's the oh, my God, feeling, which I, by the way, did. Um, uh, two years ago, but sometimes it has to be done. So with that, Michelle, Renee, welcome to the the podcast back again. Uh, thank you, Judith. I'm happy to be back. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm glad to have you back, let me tell you. Okay, so we're going to be, and it's been a while uh, since we've done a show on websites, the do's, the don'ts, what we need to have, where we should be going um, with all that. So, and, and I believe, and I have to tell all of you listeners, heed my words. Most of you don't want to do a website until after your book's done for you newbies. It is a critical mistake, a critical mistake, because one of the most important things that you should be doing while you start the process of writing is what I call influence building, Letting people know that yoo-hoo, I'm out here. Yoo-hoo, my book is coming. Yoo-hoo, let me share my expertise. And most of you don't want to do that. You want to wait till you have it all. All oh, the ducks are lined up. 
guess what? When his life got all your ducks lined up, sometimes it just happens and the unexpected happens. So websites to me are one of those ducks you put at the front because it's your global calling card. It's how people start finding you. And let me tell you, if those of you who want to eventually speak on your expertise in your book, if those of you want to have any media exposure, if those of you who are listening want to be in podcasts, the website is one of the first things they're going to be checking out on you. Is yours ready? And with that, Michelle, let's set, let's set and move forward <laughs> with that. So, 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 so. Um, I, I want to get into things, the must-haves. I want to get into what to avoid. Um, but let's get into some of the critical pieces right now. What are the critical pieces that all authors should have and that they need to include? If they don't have them, they need to get them there. Mm, okay. Well, that's a good, good question. Judith, I just want to, before I answer that question, I want to thank you for your intro because you took the words out of my mouth as far as timing and that it is overwhelming. So you are absolutely correct in what you said at the intro. Get that website going. It's one of the, the, the best times to do it. And for all the reasons that you stated, you almost don't even need me for this interview. <laughs> you get it. <laughs> oh, no, but, 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 but the interview, well, actually, I always learn stuff, Michelle. I, there, I, mm-hmm. I never walk away from um, a podcast guest. Um, and I know a lot about publishing and authoring and writing, but I never walk away and, and it, before it's time to say thank you for being with me this past hour um, without having some nuggets, which I love yeah. to do. And that's because you, as the expert in building websites, are out there and seeing tweaks and twists and turns and new gizmos and tools maybe to add in um, that... You know, I may not know about. So, you know. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, let's see if I can if I can enlighten you today. <laughs> All right. So, your point. Critical pieces. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with okay, your website represents who you are, what you have to offer. So, you really want to make sure that the content you're providing is going to be useful, engaging, of course, well organized. Um, it's important to think that uh, you want to have things easy to scan, not a, not a long, long-winded uh, entries on there because people are in a hurry. Uh, so I always say, as you're putting together the things that I'm about to mention, think about bulleted lists and very short paragraphs when you put this information together. So at the top of the list for me, and it should come as no surprise, a professional bio. Your professional biography, you know, what are you going to say about you as an author? And I have to tell you, I love it when an author writes it from their perspective. This is what lights me up. This is about me. You know, it's, it's the about page, right? Mm-hmm. I actually like when it's written from first person. Uh, hi, nice to meet you. Um, this is why I got into this. You know, sometimes you'll read um, biographies that say so-and-so started this way, and then they went into that. Either way, perfectly acceptable. Well, you know what? I'm I'm just going to stop and resupport what you said. Do it in the first person. Um, And your about page is that it's it's the virtual handshake. 
um, mm -hmm. why you're here. Why, what, what brings you to this party? What's your passion? Um, so mm -hmm. um, that, that's what the about is about to me. And, and frankly, unless your website's for academia or a medical thing, people could care less where you went to school. They, they don't care where your degrees are. It's, that's not <laughs> what this is about, so skip it. That's my <laughs> Yeah, because you have to think about who's reading your website, right? It, it's somebody who, who's a potential, uh, someone who's going to buy your book. They're not interested in looking at your academia, like you said. Mm -hmm. They want to mm -hmm. know who are you as an author? What, what motivated you to even get started? And mm -hmm. so, yes. So moving on, I, this, some of this that I'm going to mention is just, you know, common sense. But I want to highlight a little bit about them. Like, for instance, the book cover images. You know, I'll get images from my clients that are very low resolution. They're very blurry. And when, when, when you're putting together your images, make sure that you're getting provided high resolution images. Um, that means that they're printable and they aren't going to look blurry when they're printed because we use these for the media press page so that they can download them, print them out for flyers. So obviously they're going to want images of their book, but please get them high res from your photographer. Or wherever they come from. Or, or wherever yeah. they come from. I think that's... From your yeah. iPhone? No. <laughs> well, those are high res. <laughs> yeah. As long as it looks good. That's what I care about. So um, do you want me just to keep going on? I do. I mean, we'll be coming up to a break in a couple of minutes, but let's, I, I don't want to leave images yet. How many images should you have on, on, is there a preferred number count that you should have? Mm -hmm. Are they just, are they just photographs or they could be something else? Well, to me, working with authors in particular, since that's who we're, we're talking about today, Really, what I want from them is a really hot, a beautiful high-res image of themselves that, mm -hmm. that we can also use on the press page, on the media page. Mm -hmm. And I also want the front and back of the book. And really, that's pretty much it if, if it's all about the book. If they're going mm -hmm. to be starting to introduce other topics on other pages besides just the book, because some do more than just author, then that might be different. But in this case, you know, a front, a good front and back picture of the book and a beautiful picture of themselves. Mm -hmm. And and we're not talking about an image of yourself that looks like you're um, at a business dinner or um, your your college graduation picture, you know, where you have the, the headshot um, and sometimes right. in suit and tie. We're, uh, we, we want an author friendly photo. In my opinion, I'm going to say this is my opinion. I kind of think it gets back to the bio. You know, you're, you're, it's a little less formal. It's, uh, let, let, I want to know about you as an individual. Uh, uh, a corporate headshot doesn't tell me anything about that. Yeah, that's so the, maybe you're, you love gardening. Let's get a picture of you in front of your beautiful garden. Absolutely. And, and you know, I've actually had people come over here. Um, and, and we're just a few seconds from our break, so we'll we'll come up and continue. But I've had people come over because I have gardens, and I just go down with my you know my iPhone and and shoot away. And I mean, one person left here, um, and that she was she has her, her beloved red Cherokee 
Jeep she's had for a gazillion years, and she's getting. And I said, "Up, oh, wait, that's the shot," and that ended up being on the back cover. Mm. Of the book. You never know. We're going to be right back. That's exactly right. Yeah, we're with Michelle Renee. We're talking websites. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. AuthorU is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms. And it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author U today at authoru.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. With me today is Michelle Renee. She is the founder and visionary of StreamlineYourBiz.net. StreamlineYourBiz.net. You can reach her at info at StreamlineYourBiz.net. We're talking about websites. I need to give you a disclaimer. She has done a few of my websites. She is uh, created the whole design and development of the Colorado Authors uh, Hall of Fame.org site, which is very active right now because we're getting ready for our third induction, um, and some of the others. So we're going to get into what we see do's and don'ts here of what, what we've seen work and where you need to pay particular attention, which is really important. So I shared a story mm-hmm. as we went into our just lead where um, one of my clients, Pat, was over, and we were taking some garden pictures, casual pictures. She wore her favorite color, which is yellow. Um, And that, we've ended up using several of them, just casual. I just got her talking and relaxed, and I am not a photographer, let me tell you, people. But I just, I knew Pat. And that, and also, as she got ready to leave, she loves her Jeep. Loves, loves this Jeep. Cherry red. 
And as she's getting in, I said, wait a second, we're going to get a picture of you getting in, you know, as you go into the drivers. But I want you to back down where you've got a tree that's going to come in, give it a little bit of imagery, um, bordering, type of bordering. And I just want you to lean out your window. Look. It ended up being what we used on the back cover. So you never know, but casual pictures sometimes say far more in words than a, a full-blown sitting where you're trying to be picture perfect and you don't always have to be. So I just wanted to add that, throw it in. All right, Michelle, back to yes. our about page. So it's always in the first person because this is from you. It gives you, you know, I think you tell a little bit of story, the passion. Um, you're talking about images where you maybe will have a book cover, we'll have one of you in there. Um, should we should should we have anything on the about page that has I, I don't know what to call them comment box a bubble that you know a little bit graphic design um, and I think by the way anyone who works with a website designer they better have a graphic design background I just this my two bits it helps a lot um, that yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it does okay so that gives a quote. Um, about you or about your work or about your book? Does it does it make sense to start doing little sprinkles? Oh, well, um, with your permission, I'd like to talk about the homepage right now because that is actually um, All right, let, where we could use some of what you just mentioned. Yeah, let's go over the homepage. And I, I just want to add in my two bits that I'm on homepages all the time of other people's. When they go on in perpetuity, you know, some of these templates I see out there, you can you can have it go. You can actually add all your other tabs and pages all onto the home page. Do not do this. Let them be standalones and your menu will take them to the others. That's my two bits. Michelle, add to it. Hmm, okay. Well, I like to talk about the home page when I do these kinds of interviews because I find that the home page is the most critical part of the marketing that's going to be done with your website. When, we're, when visitors arrive on your, on your website, what message are they going to get? Can they immediately tell who you are, what you mm. write about? If you, mm. if you cannot engage them on your home page, they're going to hop off. You've got mm -hmm. about, about three to seven seconds. And that hasn't changed. I thought it might even get less as the years went by. But it's about three to seven seconds, so you have to catch them right away. So let's talk about what should be on that home page. Okay, obviously, the cover of your most recent book. Visitors should be introduced to your most recent, recent book without having to scroll. And what scrolling means is when you land on a web page, if you have to slide the web page up to read it, you may have lost them already. There should be some text some stuff right, we call it above the fold. Give you a little tech, mm -hmm. tech information there. Right. The I industry. like it. Above the fold. So you want that book above the fold. You want, it's got to hit their eyes, even if it's just part of it, an edge of it. So it pulls them down into it. And um, and then the visitors can go right to their, the, right into, you want a very brief description of this. You want to, um, intrigue your visitor. You want them to take action. You want them to go, oh my gosh, this sounds really interesting. Click. Now they're on the main page of your book with the longer version. So we've got your book cover. Another critical piece, which I know Judith will, will, will make you do, 
And it's very critical. There's a reason she does it, and it is the sign-up form. You must have an email newsletter sign-up form on your homepage. And it right. should be very prominent. Right. Okay. And um, let, me, let me add in my two bits, because, um, and I am so glad you talked about Above the Fold. So uh, Above the Fold isn't just your banner, and we're going to talk about banners here, too isn't just your banner, which I think is a crucial part because this is the branding. This is where your branding starts, everybody. Um, And your website, you should be so interactive with your webmaster that she or he absolutely understands what your brand is. Would you say that's true, Michelle? How important that is? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yes, they need to be clear. And, And I can guide people. Not everybody knows that part. And so that's what you hire a professional like me for is that I'll guide you through that process. It's really, it's really important. And, um, I am inclined if I'm going to have, you know, if, if you, you have a logo, like I have a logo for the book shepherd. Um, but I also have my picture that's going to be above the fold and because I have so many books, so I'm not going to have all these books doing, but what I, what she just kissed on, which is whether you're calling it, you know, a squeeze magnet, um, a lead magnet, an opt-end, I want to start collecting stuff. So I want you to be very vocal with your webmaster um, about the placement of this thing, because a lot of people stop at the halfway mark, which is what Michelle's referring to is above the fold. And so many times people have a lot of the really important stuff below the fold. Whatever is essential, make sure it's above the fold, which would be your log line or your tag line, which would be your call to action piece um, on it. Um, and I want people and, and I prefer that if, if your primary reader is uh, American or Northern European, uh, Canadian, Australian, um, which most of you will be, people read left to right. So wherever that grab is for for getting your cheat sheet or your list or what your freebie is that they give the name and email, I want it to end up on the right side at the eyeball side where the eye stops. Okay, Michelle, back to you. <laughs> Very good. <clears throat> and what I would add to that is I often get, get the question, well, what, what could I offer to entice them? And so I wrote down a couple of ideas, and I know you've got them too, but, you know, exclusive unpublished content, inside information, downloadable extra, extras like a sample chapter, or how about book club resources they can use with their, with their group of readers? There's so many things. That can be the fun, creative part. What can I entice and offer people to give me their valuable email address. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to suggest to all you do not put your uh, free chapter there. That where you should put it is on one of your tabs, as in the book tab. And and we'll get into that. But I think that's more appropriate to make another freebie right there. Mm-hmm. The download yeah. tab. And 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 that's just you know we're talking about a PDF. That has been actually laid out. Whoever lays out your book, ask them for a PDF of your of your prologue or your author's note or the first chapter or two, so people then can get a taste of your writing, a taste of your writing in your words. So that's my thought. 
Another question I've gotten is, what do I do? Like, what could I offer people if they do give me a sign-up form? So I, I had a couple. I know you probably have some, you know, I mean, regularly, like on an ongoing basis, right? So maybe you're going to, uh, okay, blogs. You write a blog. That's something you could send to your list. Um, you could ask feedback or questions. Send your list, hey, I'd love some advice, you know, on this topic. Or do you have any questions on the topic I wrote? And, you know, really discover your readers' pain points, what they'd love to hear more from the, from you, and then just give it to them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and sometimes you have to add, you know, you have to use the magic three-letter word, ask. Uh, you know, what would you, what would you like? Yep. That kind of thing. Yeah. All right. So homepage. Yeah. All right. So let's go to the very top of the homepage. Um, and my preference if this is an author's page, I want to see your name really big here on it. Michelle, thoughts there? Yeah, because you are the product. You know, you're the writer. You're the author. So that's what goes in the top. I always put it in the top left. So uh-huh. here's one of the things that I'm very uh, much a stickler about. I use best practices with web design. I use tried and true methods that have been around for many years because they work and people have expectations on where they're going to find things. So I stick to those. I don't get too cutesy with things. So the author's name goes in the top left. The menu is above the fold, of course. And then under that is a beautiful image, which you touched on banner images, that really represents their brand and we've talked about brand and so some of your authors that i've created websites for we use beautiful landscapes like fall colors like Mm -hmm. linda ray we use fall Mm -hmm. colors for her Mm -hmm. and then sometimes it's something really more like um jc jc childers we used more um fun like lots of hearts through her banner images because that was their branding and i can help uh (laughs) jc loves hearts jc loves hearts that's her yeah, and, and so the banner images, I work with my client on those, as do you. So we're a team. So uh, JC didn't know what she wanted until we all put our heads together, and they came together beautifully. But banner images really are an extension of your branding. So you need some clarity around what you're trying to brand yourself as. And that's and, uh, the magic B word, branding. So this is all about branding. And then the other thing I'd love all of you to do in your website, underneath your name that's big and bold and wonderful. Um, so what's your promise in 10 words or less that you deliver to your readers? You know, creating scintillating or, you know, scintillating uh, mysterious books for the suspense readers, something like that. You know, anything that brings them in. Um, on my Book Shepherd website, it's, it's, you know, my tag is creating practical publishing advice for authors. That's what my goal is. All right. So what's your goal? What's your goal? And, and think about that. All right. We're going to take our next break with this is Michelle Renee, who um, I've had the pleasure of working with for several years. And we're talking about the power of your website and why you want to get going with it soon. So let's, Michelle, when we come back, let's kiss on a few more other spots that we want. And also, let's get into banners. We'll be right back.
is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one -on -one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. It's a website hour on the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing podcast. And websites are so essential. Must haves and in my opinion this is you do not do a diy this is where i think you need to invest in yourself your book your future um and get some help along the way so michelle renee one of my favorite webmasters is with me and we've kissed on um the about page i think we that's that's about you the passion it brings you to the party um, I'd like to suggest that you consider adding a short video on your website, your tabs, and let people welcome them to each section. That's what I do. Uh, on the home page, what else uh, should we have? Should we have? Should there be any quotes about the book? We're going to have the book cover coming in. The most current book, I think, makes sense. Um, what else on that home page, Michelle? Yeah, what you just yeah, what you just touched on, Judith. If there is some reviews that you've already gotten on your book, what a great place to put them. Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about credibility. So definitely, if you've gotten any press, anything, or let's just say you've gotten testimonials from your readers, you know, pick your best ones. And we'll make them prominent on your website so mm -hmm. that it adds that credible touch and and further entices your visitors to go, hey, I want one of those books. <laughs> Mm hmm. Well, ex exactly. She, she's she's writing for me. She's talking for me or he is. OK, so the home page and the about page are really critical, but there's other tabs they need on there. Yep. So let's let's just kind of kiss on some of those. Yeah. So what you're going to need is a media page. <clears throat> and we mentioned earlier about having high resolution photos for those. So. Um, the kinds of things that would go on there are obviously uh, a, a short and long description of your books. And this, the reason for this media page, and Judith will expand on this, but it's because you're going to get interviews. 
and mm-hmm. they they need a place to grab these resources so that like if they're doing a podcast like Judith is doing with me, they can jump on your media page, grab your photo, grab a picture of your book cover. Maybe they want to put together a flyer. They have something to introduce you with on the radio. So that is really important to your media page. Um, as far as blogging, okay, blogging. Of course, as an author, you're expected to have a blog on your website. So you want to plan, though, around this blog and write on topics related to your book, topics that you're knowledgeable about, maybe relate current news events, you know, keywords that will start helping you get showing up. Maybe there's relevant topics in the news. Do some hashtags there to get some rankings on your blog. And really, maybe Judith has another opinion on this. I think, you know, blogging once a week is is, is is good. But Judith, I don't know, how often do you have your authors encourage them to blog? Oh, I think I, I it, uh, blogging is one of the things they all most realize and then they get exhausted. Um, yep. That once a week, once a week, you could do that. Now, there are some interesting things that you can do. If those of you are running on an exhaust band right now, that you could go into, you could take one of your chapters, you could go into one of the AI, the artificial intelligence areas, and drop your chapter in and give it, give directions, parameters, and ask them, ask it to create 10 blogs, five blogs. Um, and let them know the community you're writing for out of it. You will be amazed what will pop back. Now, go in and now do some tweaking, add some bullets and do that kind of thing. And voila, voila, you can give it to your virtual assistant or you can do it yourself. You, you have multiple blogs for the month taken care of. And you don't have to think about it too much. I mean, and of course, this is all new. But if you're a writer, you're already writing. Why don't you repurpose what you've got? Pull out a page. Pull out a key point. Do an open and an intro. Um, and put it up as a blog and start pushing it out. That's my opinion. You should, you should be doing it. And then the other thing, Judith, is the contact page. If you want to see a good contact page on a website, check out the contact page on the Colorado Authors Hall of Fame website. Judith has all different kinds of ways that she can be reached by different groups of people. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do it that way, but I believe it's really effective as an author the way that, Judith, you have that set up on your website. Well, it's probably the one um, most complete. I mean, I literally, you know, it's a setup. Um, and then I said, I just say the first one is, if you're an inpatient person, here's my phone number. That's what I, that's what I say. <laughs> if, if you need to send me something by snail mail, here's my address. Here, here's my email. I think, um, you know, there's this fear factor that people are going to show up at your your home in droves. Well, you can get, you know, a a, a street address from the postal system. Um, USPS can certainly take care of some of this kind. Parcel service can take, UPS can take care of it. If you need a Striodex to get a P.O. box, um, that. But people do want to do it. And I think one of the hardest things, Michelle, is that that people, some you know, sometimes things don't get set through. You know, you feel they have a box. What's your name? What's your email? Um, what's your message? Um, and it may not go through. It may go up into la-la land. Who knows? And 
and you're sitting here wondering. And, and for me, because I do events at different times, I'm looking for people um, that I need to get a hold of you now. I need to talk to you now, or at least within a reason, very reasonable short period of time. And if I have to wait for the cyber gremlins to, you know, relay stuff, and maybe you don't pick up those messages for a couple of days, um, an opportunity door could be closed. So I think, I for me, I have on my website, on my personal website is thebookshipper.com, and it says right up in the banner, let's chat, here's my phone number. That's how bold I am. Yep. So yep. you do what your comfort level is. I'm just saying don't choose to be invisible because when you choose to be invisible, so will other people do do as. So my two bits. <laughs> so, yep. I mean, the, the other tab I think is really important, and then I want to get into a few other things. Um, including because you like to talk about how the website's your your book marketing tool, Michelle. Um, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think it's important that y'all have a speaking tab, um, and that and, and on your media tab, um, you should also have um, a, a subhead. I think maybe you ought to talk about that, Michelle. Some of the drop down subs you can do, like for podcasting, um, on your media, you should have. Um, questions to ask you. Don't give them the answer. Just questions to ask you. Short intro. I love that. Okay. I love that. And I think listeners love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that people can. And I also think it's fun to have a fun facts about you. You know, as a host of a show, sometimes I, you know, I, I like to know fun facts about people that might tie in perfectly with the introduction and the lead-in. Um, so I, I'm for that, but I also think that speaking tab is essential. It's the way you sell a lot of books. So it has some titles, has some descriptions, and that's where quotes can come from audience members and maybe median planners. And this is again, where pictures, any a candid shots, and maybe it just shows you on a platform or maybe one of those big screens behind you that has your, your picture illuminated from a camera, and then you're standing in front of it. I mean, there's all kinds of clever stuff you can do that shows that you are a pro. And that's that's what your website's geared to do, to show that you're good. That's, that's my opinion. So. All true. Okay, so, Michelle, um, I think we've covered some of the t- – oh, you know what we haven't kissed on? Please talk about banners a little bit more. You just mentioned them um, briefly. All right. The the creation of them. Yeah. So I like to weave the banner images in, as I said earlier, as an extension of their branding. It's really, it gives the website a personality. So you can take that website any any direction you want. And, And just to explain what a banner image is, it is the image that stretches from side to side at the top of the page. And um, when someone works with me, I have I can give them access to uh, copyrighted images that I can use on their website. But speaking to that, authors or anyone building the website really needs to be sure that if they are supplying the images to their web designer, that they have the copyrights to use them. I make sure I use photos that I can ensure I have the copyrights to. 
And mm -hmm. Judith, I know you have um, suggestions on where images can be found as well. But I would just say that there's this old expression, garbage in, garbage out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you're using low-res images that look fuzzy anywhere on your website, you have just lost some credibility, in my opinion, to the whole design. Mm -hmm. So good quality images are important. It, it all sounds good um, for that. So um, I'm uh, I'm jazzed uh, on that. So on the banners, you mentioned, for example, uh, Linda Ray Shaw and her deal, um, and the evolution on her banner started with you. You two were working on it, and then I threw my hat in the ring. And it turns out Linda loves, and I always ask about color. She loves the fall time. And the colors, and we were able to go through. Michelle found a series of banners that were quite beautiful that we could drop in on each one of her home and tab pages um, that gave a different feel, yet they were all connected. Can you talk about that synergy, Michelle, a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Linda, Linda Ray's is one of my favorites because of that. Uh, you know, it's really important that you're not confusing your visitor. And so you really want to have synergy, the word that Judith used, from page to page, and also how it, how it also complements the, the books you're authoring. You know, if you're a horror novelist, you're not going to have, you know, these calm images. You're going to have something that, that really represents that kind of branding. And um, so, yeah, for me, it's when I go from page to page, I don't want the image to be a distraction. I want it to be a complement. So that it all flows so that it's not necessarily conscious they're not necessarily noticing the image consciously but it's it's it adds up to them they're like oh i got an idea of what what linda's branding is i got an idea of the kind of um feeling she writes about in her books it, images evoke emotion so you, that is why it is important that you're making the right choices with those. Mm -hmm. Yep, and that's, that's what's so essential. So think of your colors, everybody. What are your colors? What do you love, Suze? What's copacetic? Because um, I, for, for my purpose, I don't want to see just a plain, boring, white background. Um, I like to see some colors. I want to see textures. I want to see things. We'll be right back. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. 
You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. So, websites, you got to have it. They're an essential, you know, not quite like breathing, but they're an essential for an author. With this is Michelle Renee. She's the uh, pioneer, the founder, the visionary for StreamlineYourBiz.com.net. Whoops, .net. And, and we're, we're really talking about some of the essentials you need. So one of the things I think is really important, we can kiss on uh, marketing with websites a little bit. I do want to talk about some of the pitfalls um, that people seem to get into. And, and maybe how, how best to communicate with a webmaster, you know, when you need things done. All right, Michelle, up to you. Okay. Well, your last question was communication. So I'm a stickler for communication. That's one of the largest compliments I get most mm-hmm. of the time from my clients is I never could reach my old web person. Mm-hmm. You're always available. And, you know, I, I well, I, I should be, right? I mean, that's your, that is your business I'm representing. I'm, I'm managing your website. I'm taking care of it. So mm-hmm. I make sure that I'm available at all times. And as Judith knows, I'm... I'm, I'm up to a lot of adventuring. I went to New Zealand in December, and, and so I, you know, and I'm up and down the coast because <laughs> I can work from anywhere. So when that happens, I make sure that I have an on-call person, somebody if there's an emergency. So if you are not getting the, the response that you feel you should be getting from your web designer, then, you know, I'm here. <laughs> you can always give me a call. We can talk about, you know, perhaps moving you um, to a different web designer. But, 
you know, I, I have heard that is a common pitfall. And, you know, I think part of the reason is because people are looking for a bargain. So they end up hiring people who are doing this as a hobby or it's their neighbor or something like that. These people are going to go on with their lives and get a real career. They aren't going to be there for you if that's not their full-time job. And that's the scary thing. You know, that, that is the scary thing. So you have to ask. Yeah. You have to ask. Do the ask. Make sure you're protected. Um, and if they're traveling, I mean, webmasters take vacations too. Or they have sick days. Who's their backup person? Um, and they should let you f- freely let you know who that is and how to contact them. All right. What about some of the pitfalls out there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, one of the things I think, and we touched on it earlier, is a cluttered homepage. You know, if somebody lands on your website, we mentioned this earlier, this is a critical piece of your website, this homepage. And so clear call to action. If, you are ju- if they don't know what action they're supposed to take on your website, they're not going to take an action. So that's, that's a major one is not putting enough thought into your homepage and keeping it clean. Mm-hmm. And speaking about your call to action, uh, most of you know what that is, but a call to action means you're asking your visitor to do something. Click here. Sign up. Buy now. And this button is what turns visitors into customers. So you've got to get it right. And so mm-hmm. despite that, it's one of the most common web design mistakes is these call to actions aren't well thought out. So ask yourself, what actions do you want your visitors to take on your website? Lead them down a path. So you want to keep these buttons clear, use eye-catching colors, obvious to find. So that's your call to action. You need them, and they need to be clear. Uh, third thing that I, I find is one of my biggest pet peeves that I also touched on earlier is poor quality images. I don't want them on my website because I know they're going to hurt you in the long run. I don't want them on the websites I build. Let me say it that way. So my advice to my clients is always, let's see if we can find a better image. Um, it's not optimizing for search engine optimization. Mm. Okay? So SEO, I always get that question. How can I rank at the top of Google? Well, you know, you can't always rank at the top of Google. But... You can hurt yourself, and one of those ways is not using the keywords, not doing your keyword research to know. Blogging um, can take sometimes a half hour just to prepare. If You know, like we talked about tweaking those AI-generated blogs. When you go back in to tweak them, start thinking about the keywords if they're showing up enough in that blog to get you some traction through search engine optimization. But you don't want to do something we call key we call keyword stuffing, and that's where you're using an unnatural number of keywords. That will actually disqualify you from rankings because Google's algorithms can pick up on that. So what's a number? And then yes. wait a minute, I, I have to know what's the stuff number to avoid. Well, I don't have well a good number for a paragraph is 500 words. That's a good number for a, a blog, 500 words minimum. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know the maximum number of words. It's, but you will see it on some of these websites. You okay. can tell no, we're that's, developed that's by an SEO with. company. All right, I get those um, for the description because actually for the, a lot of them are pretty defined of how many you can go. And I've always told people for, just for a description, 
keep it to 160 characters and you're safe because Google will pick that up. But I'm after using. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm after keywords that in, in your metadata for S, like SEO. So is it like I, you know, I do my authors, writing community, that kind of thing. Or okay, now I know what you're asking. So we're talking about two different things. Yeah. One is metadata, and what you just means by that is there's some code in the background yeah. that is uh, you can put in and separate by commas or semicolons. Those are not what I'm talking about. Those are important, and there is no limit to those. What I'm talking about are the keywords that you actually incorporate into your blogs and Got keywords it. that you I, I totally get that. over and over. Okay. Yeah, Great. those yeah. are what I'm talking about. And so you just want to make sure you don't use an unnatural number of keywords that you repeat over and over again in a blog because that won't hurt. That won't help you. It'll hurt you. So that was my advice there. And, you know, a couple other things that will really, really hurt your website is hiding your contact information. You talked about that earlier, Judith. Let them get a hold of you. Don't make it so hard. Don't make mm -hmm. it so hard. And then the last thing I would mention is if your website is taking a long time to load, then you need your web. You need to know your web designer should know how to optimize your images for fast load times. So that's another thing that maybe someone who's doing web design as a hobby might not understand, and that will hurt you. As a matter of fact, it hurts your rankings because hmm. Google will not give you high rankings if your website takes too long to load. Mm. Okay, so be tuned into that. That's really important. I think it's really important. Mm -hmm. And then you wanted to talk about promoting the website, correct? I do. Some ways to do ideas for promoting the website, using it for marketing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you've got this website. What do you do with it, right? Okay. So posting on social media is an effective way to drive traffic back to your website. And it's also another great use of your blogs because you can repurpose them in posts on social media. So that's one way to drive traffic to your website. Another way, event calendars. We didn't touch on that. You can have an event calendar on your website. Tell your re visitors, where are you going to be? Where are you doing book signings? Okay, that's publicity. Next, social media. I touched on that briefly earlier. Include your blog's URL on all of your profile pages, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. Put a watermark on any photos or graphics you create so it's embedded in there. They can find your website. Start following industry influencers, connectors, any other bloggers. Share their content. They'll notice you're doing it. Uh, hashtag. Bury hashtags into your posts. That's another way to get traffic to your postings, okay? Um, I've got a couple more here, and then I'll, I'll let you speak. Be become an authority on your topic. You need to become an authority, someone that they're going to call you for a radio spot because they know how do you become an authority, how do you get noticed for that by the things I mentioned earlier. And then lastly, attend and host events, both online and offline, in-person meetings, offline events, speaking engagements, like Judith said, mastermind groups, conferences, any of these things create opportunity. It gets eyes. You can, you can share information about your website. They're going to come and look at it. Attend the vote. Attending these events can lead to guest post opportunities. That increases traffic in, to your website. So 
hosting events will grow traffic and will also extend your influence. So consider hosting as well. Okay, so let's kiss on one more thing. We have like 40 seconds. <laughs> okay. Ms. okay. Ms. Michelle Renee of StreamlineYourBiz.net is with us. What kind? What, pe what should people pay? For, for <laughs> well, what people normally have to pay is, mm -hmm. okay, here's how I answer that question. If you have a large budget to get everything you want, you can you can hire a branding firm. They're about about four thousand dollars. They'll get they'll build your website. They'll help you with your logo. Uh, five thousand somewhere in there for that. That's a package thing. And you, if you cannot afford, mm -hmm. you got seven seconds. If you cannot. Okay, I am who you come to if you don't have a large budget. I'm uh, of service. Okay. All right, everyone. We'll be with you next week. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryle.